Hello folks, I am Vincent and this is Nerd1, and today we are talking Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever. So sit down, buckle up, we're about to nerd out. That's right, it's been a week since Black Panther 2 Wakanda Forever has come out to theaters. And is it the best movie of the MCU? No. Is it the best movie in the Black Panther franchise? No. Is it the best movie of Marvel Phase 4? No. But it's second, I would say. Of basically phase four, this is definitely one of the better ones. So, this movie got a few things very right, and some things I felt like it just didn't either work well or it fell flat. And even though I think it's a good movie, I think it could have done so much better with what it had to work with. And granted, I know this script was. You know, being written when the late Chadwick Boseman was still around. And after his untimely passing, they had to really scramble to make this work without, you know, scrapping the whole thing. So, that's one thing I think they got really well with this movie was their tribute to Chadwick. Like, the first part of the movie is basically the passing of, you know, T'Challa. You know they they say he's he's passing away from a from a disease they don't really specify what um a lot of people are saying they're alluding to his private battle cancer in real life um but it's just i think they could have done better with his passing because to my understanding you know the herb you know, that gave him his powers is supposed to basically heal him from, you know, inj injuries to, you know, basically make him, I won't say immune, but help him fight off most diseases. So to have him die kind of, you know, off screen from an unknown virus or unknown illness almost felt like, I wouldn't say a slap in the face to the character but I felt like it could have been I don't know it, I think it could have been could have been done better because being okay okay so you know I'm gonna do this now I was gonna say I was gonna do a separate episode for this but I'm gonna do this now I feel that the way they should have you know written off T'Challa is this at the end of Black Panther 1 you know T'Challa went to the UN and basically said hey you know I'm you know King Wakanda and I want to share all of our resources technology with the world we're gonna open our borders kind of like Killmonger no yeah Killmonger wanted but in a peaceful way um, and I think 
you know, after the snap happened, and then in Endgame, everyone was brought back, that there should have been, you know, some kind of story built up, you know, for those five years. That, you know, after, you know, T'Challa let, you know, let the world know of the vibranium they had, the technology they had, countries started to attack. You know, they were trying to get in there and take the vibranium for themselves to, you know, get more of the technology that Wakanda wouldn't let out there in the world. Stuff they wanted to keep for themselves, like, you know, defensive stuff and all that. And when T'Challa came back and reassumed his role as king in Black Panther, that it was up to him to, of course, defend Wakanda, its people and all that. But through all this, became battle-worn, weary, and, you know, not able to fully recover between battles. And eventually, in battle, was, you know, mortally wounded, struck down, something like that. Kind of give him a warrior's death, basically. But... Like I said, I understand why they did what they did. I mean, it was supposed to kind of resemble how Chadwick, you know, was suffering quietly in life before he passed away. And I, I respect that. It's just, I, that's how it, I would have done it. Anywho, after, you know, T'Challa, you know, T'Challa's funeral, um, Shuri's having a hard time coming to terms with her brother's passing because you know the start of the movie she was scrambling fast to remake the herb to you know <clears throat> to cure him you know while he was still around basically the same herb that gave him you know black panther abilities she was trying to recreate it after it was all destroyed in the first black panther movie and to no avail and t'challa passes away so she's basically having a hard time right now dealing with life because she feels, you know, impartial that this it's her fault. She couldn't save him. And, you know, they basically, I guess, elected uh, T'Challa's mom to be queen of Wakanda. I mean, I kind of thought, I kind of thought it would have like a, a ritual battle or maybe, you know, she went to the waters to do battle against anyone and no one showed up to challenge her. I don't know. Because I, I think they said that they universally elected her as queen. I mean, again, thought they, they could probably word that better. That she would, that she went unchallenged in the ritual, you know, for the control of the throne or something like that. Yeah. Marvel, hire me. I could write your stuff. Call me or email me, nerdwellpodcast at gmail.com. Send me your scripts. I could write these things for you or I could fine tune it. I accept money as payments. But anywho, so as Sherry and her mom are basically having a discussion on the beach about, you know, being able to accept things in life, even at our hardest, you know, kind of basically a mom trying to comfort her daughter you know through this you know traumatic event um who shows up but namor what or namor or namor it's funny because like you know in in the previews they're really pushing his name as namor 
but throughout the movie he gets so many names he goes you know he's like you know my enemies call me Namor um Lacanus call him Namor uh Ross calls him Namor um I think someone calls him Namor at one point it's kind of fun it was like you know who's gonna pronounce his name differently this time it's almost like a game like she kept she's like okay there's one mark for Namor oh she said Namor twice okay one two that's for Namor but why why did he come to Wakanda let's back up a little bit since you know um, T'Challa's mom became queen she has decided to break T'Challa's promise to share resources with the world make Wakanda kind of a isolated country again and people since now people know the existence of Wakanda and of vibranium they want vibranium but they don't want to take on Wakanda to get it they don't go to war, want to go to war with it because it is basically self-declared as the most powerful nation on the earth which I'd question that I think they're powerful yeah the most powerful I don't think so I mean I'm pretty sure there's other countries that could take it on and give it a good fight take down if you need to be and also like what about alliances against Wakanda what if Wakanda ever goes rogue and decides that it wants to take on the world pretty sure it'll get crushed sorry, sorry I, I am sidetracking and I apologize for that so what happens is that you know the US authorizes you know the the search of the oceans for vibranium they enlist you know the help I think she's from MIT of Riri Williams to help build you know a vibranium detector successfully I might add and so they start scouring the oceans for it and I believe it was in the Atlantic they found some and the vibranium detector you know came across them they sent down uh, two people to get eyes on it and they see that you know the drill that they're using with a vibranium detector is just shredded it looked like someone like it looked like a three-year-old kid ripping through a cupcake yes let that imagery sink in and you know as they're looking at this drill what happens the guy disappears the lady screams they're calm he's gone he's gone and all of a sudden she's gone too they're under attack by who they don't know they're coming from the water who can it be but the Wakandans but they're singing do Wakandans sing kinda but this is a hymn not a, something soothing something pleasing to the ears so pleasing that they that the workers jump off of the rig that they're on off the ship to their doom and up in the sky what do we see is the bird it's a plane nah it's the guy with wings on his feet it is Namor and now that we know where he came from let's go back to our original story so Namor confronts the Queen and Shiri about both nations having access to vibranium 
because apparently, you know, TacoCon, I think it was. I mean, not Atlantis, because that's where Aquaman lives. You know, has had vibranium for a long, long time, and they blame Wakanda for letting the world know about vibranium, and basically says, hey, the world knows about vibranium, the world wants vibranium. They found the water because of you guys. Bring us the scientists who built this machine so we can kill her, and we'll, we'll leave you alone. If you don't, we're going to basically level Wakanda. In all-out war, I think like full-on both at their height of power, I think Wakanda could take Takakakakon? Shakakon? Oh, and well, Namor and his people. You know, kind of like, you know, one-on-one. -on -one. You know, no holds bar, fists up, weapons out, kind of thing. But, so, Shuri and, you know, I forget her name. Walking Dead person. Yep, can't remember. You know, it'll come to me eventually. Uh, they decide that they're going to go over to MIT and find Riri Williams and what do they do? They find her. And what happens? Well, she doesn't want to go willingly. Um, she basically wants to stay, you know, stay there feeling that she's safe, but, you know, she is convinced, you know, under threat of torture or of assault to go with them. So, not too friendly. Okoye. I think. Yeah, Okoye. Okay. So, Shuri and Okoye, you know, basically apprehend Riri Williams and they go. Where they, they went to her house, not her house, to her workshop to retrieve the plans for the vibranium detector and Riri shows him her Iron Man suit or whatever she calls it and you know of course they're found out by the FBI somehow and so they gotta have this like dramatic escape sequence where I mean honestly they they kill a lot of cops and it was like one of those like damn these guys are just trying to do their job and I mean wouldn't you know, Shuri have diplomatic immunity on this because I mean she's like she's a princess, and Koi is like her bodyguard, and Riri is, I guess, in their protection technically. So I don't think there should be like any like, you know, hey, we're gonna you know mess people up. It should have been like, hey, misunderstanding, we're talking to this kid, blah blah blah. But I digress. Um. So there's, you know, they get, you know, Riri and Akoi and Shiri kind of, they're on their way to escape. And when they're confronted by, um, Talcoconians, Namor's people, let's call them that. And, you know, battle ensues. Akoi is, 
you know, knocked out of commission, Riri's taken down her Iron Man armor. And so Shuri basically negotiates like, hey, you know, Namor wants her. I want Dr. Namor. And Namor's people are like, sounds good. Let's take her. And so, you know, Shuri's taken down there and with Riri and Namor starts, you know, trying to convince Shuri to let's, let's burn the world together. You mentioned you want to destroy the world. Let's burn it together. And she's like, mm, not part of that life anymore. He's like, well, if you guys don't join us, I will destroy the world on my own. And Wakanda goes first. FYI. And she's like, oh, okay. And happens next is they get rescued by Namor's old girlfriend. I think it's Nakia. I think her name is. So she, you know, is that ex spy, you know, in and out, never seen, never touched. You know, no one gets hurt until she kills the land. Uh, Tucker Conian. I don't even know if they ever really have like a, a specific name for the people. I would call them Atlanteans because in the comics he is from Atlantis. But, you know, guys distinguished from Aquaman and someone told me that Marvel doesn't have the full rights to Namor. So they really had to really redo his whole backstory, where he lives, what he does. I mean, yeah. Amy Hugh. Uh, from this point, you know, I'm sure he believes that the Black Panther must rise again. And so she decides to take on that mantle, and I think they could have done better with choosing a new Black Panther. I mean, I understand tradition is that, or I think tradition, is that the Black Panther is usually the ruler of Wakanda, and Shuri, you know, being royalty was, <clears throat> you know, kind of in line for the throne and all that. But she is in no way any kind of warrior. Um, they could have gotten Okoye, who has military training, was the, the leader of Adorla Milaje. Um, they could have gotten Nakia, who is, you know, a spy. Because both of them have fighting skills. Um, they could have gotten M'Baku to do this because... You know, he has already incredible strength. Just thinks if he got, you know, the herb inside of him, you know, because he's got the moves, he's got the strength. But Shuri takes on herself and... I don't know. Like, it just felt weird that she was a Black Panther. Because she went from being this, you know, everything tech and science and not really showing any kind of, like, fighting stance besides shooting some guns to this you know limber agile you know kick ass you know beat him up kind of person and it, like even her fight with with um with namor felt weird and one thing really really bugged me about that fight how is it that she be literally be stabbed right through the stomach like that 
that spear, that chunk of metal went right through her. And she was like on the ground, basically dying. Because, I mean, I think anyone with that kind of injury would, you know, die. But she, you know, pulls the spear out and, you know, goes in front of Nemo, streams Wakanda forever, and is healed. So I'm not sure if the words Wakanda forever have, like, special powers for the Black Panther to instantly heal them. Or something like that. Or if it, I don't know. Because I... With that kind of hit, I think anyone would have died. You know, it doesn't matter if it was Captain America, Spider-Man, something like that. It just You take a spear to the stomach like that, and it's clearly hitting, you know, major organs kind of hit. Pretty sure you're going to die. Especially that you're on this, you know, desert island that looks like no one's around for, you know, quite a while. Your ship is destroyed. But she screams Wakanda forever. She is healed. And her and Namor make a pact. They're, they have an uneasy alliance. And the funny part is that when her and Namor return to announce the alliance, the not Atlanteans have all the Wakandans at their mercy. Like they could literally just few more moves, few more steps. I mean, they would have wiped out the entire Wakandan army. But nah. Namor's like, hey guys, it's cool. We buddies now. You know, back off. And they're like, really? We got him right here. Can we just like, whoop, and they're gone? They're like, no, 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 guys, it's cool, it's cool. Like, you sure? Take like 10 seconds. Like, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine. And that was pretty much it. There was post-credit scene. I'm not going to really tell you what it is. But like I said, the movie's good. It's not great. Um, this is the the end of Phase Four for the MCU. Probably their rockiest phase because I mean we got okay we got Spider-Man you know No Way Home. Which was just phenomenal, and then they and they, then we got all these Marvel shows. We got Hawkeye. We got it's Marvel. We got She-Hulk. We got Moon Knight, and none of them really felt like they were all that great. We got Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness, which was good, not great. Uh, we got Thor Love and Thunder. I was just disappointed in that. I mean, I don't want to be mean to Chris Hemsworth, Taika Waititi, or anyone. Um, you guys just, I, I think you guys just let us down on that one. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to go there because that movie, if I think about it too much, I'll go from being disappointed to being pissed. So, Wakanda Forever, I would say probably second or third in the way movies um, tied with Doctor Strange 2 because I think Sam Raimi did really well with what he was given. Could have been better, but meh. So, I would say, yeah, go watch Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever. 
I don't feel it's going to really affect MCU at all. It felt like a very isolated kind of movie. Maybe because of all the changes they had to do. Because of Chadwick Boland's passing. And COVID, of course. But, yeah, I would say go check it out. Uh, no huge hurry on it. Just, you know, when you get around to it. Maybe when it comes to Disney Plus. Which probably be fairly soon, I'm guessing. But, yeah. But, folks, that's all I got for this time. So, once again, I am Vincent. This is Nerd1. Do come find us on social media. We're still on Twitter, Nerd15. We're on Instagram, Nerd1 Podcast. Our website is podpage.com forward slash nerd1. If you don't mind, please do share the episode. Like, subscribe, retweet, and let's grow the nerdum. But until next time, stay safe out there. Wash your hands, stay clean. We'll talk to you soon, and have a great day out there.